welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Hi, 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 hi. This will be a short show because I've got some games to talk about, but nothing too extensively, I don't think. And while there's a lot of Xbox stuff going on, I don't feel too compelled to talk about that and ramble on in what will be a mess of a diatribe that is incoherent. So we'll, we'll leave that for maybe a Patreon exclusive thing. I was also thinking about doing a, 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 a real Barbie review for Patreon. But as my hair is just a mess, I have also, as you can see, given up on the beard. I've come to realize after I've tried regrowing a beard four times over the last six months, I'm just not a beard person anymore. Not so much. It's weird. I was for many, many years. But, uh... Yeah. Also, diatribe, not exactly. Anyway, what I'll be talking about today, game-wise, are the games Little Guardsman, Strategic Mind, Fight for Dominance, as well as Strategic Mind, Spirit of Liberty, Dungeonoid 2 Awakening, and Torn Away. We're going to get right to it. I'll just say about the Xbox thing. If you really think they're going to be getting out of the hardware business, you're nuts. I could say a lot not nicer things about you if you think that, but their business model is Game Pass, right? We can all agree on that. That's what they've been selling for years now. That's what they've been pushing. It's clear that's the direction they're going in. But... Game Pass without dedicated Xbox hardware doesn't make sense. It doesn't have a place then. Sure, there's Game Pass on PC, but that's limited. There's streaming, kind of, but we're nowhere near streaming being really viable. And I don't, I don't know if we'll ever get there where streaming can be the one and only and game pass will never come to playstation or nintendo unless it fundamentally changes into something that would make it far less valuable desirable it would have to transition into a first party only service because there's no way playstation is going to allow a service on their store that lets you pay $17 a month or whatever it is now to get all of Xbox's games on day one and a plethora of third-party games, many of which are also available on day one, like Persona 3 Reload. You really think they're going to let a service exist where you can pay 17 bucks? play Persona 3 in addition to whatever else you want to play on that and not give them $70, they're not going to get a cut of that. 
anymore. So just it. Uh, I don't need to go into this anymore here. But it's it's been somewhat amusing watching people react to this, but mostly just exhausting and continues to be exhausting. And I'm just exhausted. I want. I. Fuck, fuck Bill Spencer for saying, we hear you. Well, we'll tell you our plans in like a week. So you can continue speculating and losing your minds until then. Thanks a lot. You're fucking wonderful. But anyway, let's get on to what I've been playing with Little Guardsmen first. This is basically Papers, Please, but cute and fantasy themed. Sound good? Maybe it'll be your jam then, but I had a hard time connecting to it. It is very narrative driven. It is very story driven. And it is charming to an extent. The voice acting is pretty good. The art is fantastic. But I got a little exhausted with how talky it was. And wished I was able to just play the game more and experience the story in more interactive ways as opposed to just talking and talking and talking and a lot of talking. There's a lot of talking, at least in the first three days. But when you get past that and get to the actual gameplay, the way it works is you will have a certain number of people who are trying to enter this fantasy town. And you are the daughter of the guardsman, but the guardsman initially has to go place a bet on some goblin brawl sport or whatever so you have to fill in for him and then the story gives you reasons to continue filling in and all of that so that is how you little guardsman the daughter of the guardsman end up in the position you are but the way it works is that people will come up to the guard station one at a time of course and you will have three actions you can perform before having to decide whether you accept or deny their admission. And these actions range from interrogating the potential, not customer, resident, not resident, but in not intruder. I'm thinking of all these negative things. Not participant, guest, whatever. I'm, I'm at a loss for words because I'm a fucking idiot, as we all know. But you can interrogate them. You can call one of three different people who are all focused on certain things. You have a jester who really likes it if you call him about people with funny names. A guard knight who will tell you about someone's background if there's any criminal history with them. And then, I believe, a higher up a royal who you call in certain situations. So you can call them as a kind of who wants to be a millionaire lifeline type of thing. You also have access to a handful of tools from a metal detector, a truth, not serum, a truth device a whip that just allows you to whip someone and then I forget what the other two were 
but you use all these tools and ways of interacting with the potential entry and then make a decision. And after you make your decision, you'll get rated out of three stars with a medal if you do a perfect, if you perfectly select the options to, to let them in or deny them. And then after the day is over, you will get rated, make a certain amount of gold for how well you did, and then get some more story, go to sleep, and do it all again for 12 nights that are 12 levels. You can play any level on its own after you've completed it. And it's not bad. I just, I couldn't get into it. I enjoyed it when I was just able to focus on the gameplay, even though it doesn't, there, there's a, a decent tutorial, but it doesn't exactly tell you when you should use certain tools in some of the story things, because you also get a writ at the beginning of every day that tells you about certain things, whether it is to be on the lookout for certain types of people or letting certain type of people in, calling someone specifically in the case a, a certain person shows up so on and so forth and that changes every day and it's, it's good it's just I felt disconnected I, I wanted to like it way more than I actually did and I'm not sure what the reasoning is I'm not, I'm not sure if it's just that it being very talky was not something I was jiving with right now. Or if just the talking nature in general is something I never would have jived with. But it just wasn't fully connected with me. I think it's a solid game and worth checking out, especially if you like Papers, Please. And I'm curious about Papers, Please because it's been so long since I played that. I can't remember if there was a random element to it or not. I felt like there was. And that's not the case here. It, it is very linear and, and feels much more like a puzzle game where you're trying to figure out the perfect choices to make with each person so that you can get that three stars and the medal and, and, and ultimately end up getting a perfect run at some point. Whereas in Papers, Please, how I remember it being is much more of an emotional I have more choice in how things play out whereas in this I don't I don't feel like I'm making choices based on how I feel I just feel like I'm utilizing what information I have what tools I have to try and complete this puzzle as best as I can so that 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 could be the the issue there but it's not bad. It's well made. Looks great. Solid voice acting. Decent writing. Just a lot of it. And decent gameplay. It just... I wanted something about it. I, I just wanted it to hit that extra high level. Where it could be something special as opposed to... Eh, 
I'm not mad I played it, but. And, and with your money, you can buy certain things from the shop, crystals that you use to power your tools, additional slots so that you can power tools, use tools <clears throat> more than once uh, on any given day. But that is, again, Little Guardsman. Next, we have Strategic Mind, Fight for Dominance, and Strategic Mind, Spirit of Liberty. And I'm putting these two together because they're, of course, same franchise. And I don't want to spend too much time talking about them because I played them on Xbox and I didn't play them long because in both cases, there is a lack of tutorialization that makes it incredibly frustrating to jump in as a new player and someone who is not super accustomed to turn-based strategy games, which is what these games are. And what makes it frustrating is that in Fight for Dominance, they do give you some information when you interact with certain elements right at the start, so you kind of get an idea of what things are, but it doesn't in any way tell you what you should do or how to do things. So you are still pretty much thrown into the, the deep end of the pool with little to go on with maybe one little buoy and then in spirit of liberty i don't remember them even doing that and so these games feel like in addition to them not being adapted super well to a gamepad they feel like games meant for people who play a lot of turn-based strategy games and already and are already very fluent in the gameplay language and general strategic language of these games and this genre, which I'm not. I've played some, but I am nowhere near at a point, and I, I don't play them frequently enough where I can jump into one and immediately know what I have to do, how to do things, and all of that, especially on... Xbox on, on, on a gamepad. So they feel like games made for people who play a lot of these games, which may very well be the case because I do look at the turn-based strategy genre as something where, where which if you're not playing, it, if you go deeper than the big, the big, big games out there like Civilization, Dawn of War, Total War, Company of Heroes, those very, very prominent series, then you're probably somebody who really, really loves the genre and you're going to be able to adapt very quickly as opposed to someone like me who isn't. So part of it is me, but also I think any game of this nature and any strategy game should have some kind of tutorial if they feel like they're at the point where they know their market and the people who will play slash buy their game are going to be people who already are familiar with the series that the, the particular game exists in or are people who are familiar with the genre very well, they can choose to 
do a, a limited tutorial, but to have barely any tutorial at all seems like a misfire. And so I'm just left in the wind because I'm not, to me, in any case like this, every time with, say, what is it? That game that Conan, not O'Brien, likes where you're messing with families and killing your siblings. Crusader Kings. I think Crusader Kings 3 is supposed to be much better at teaching people how to play, but I remember with 2, I tried to get into it because I heard people talking about it and the experience of playing it sounded amazing, but then after failing to try and get into it myself organically, I asked a friend about it who was playing it and I remember him linking a bunch of YouTube videos that would take hours and hours to watch, which probably would have gotten me accustomed with what I need to do, but I don't feel like it's on me to go out and search for instructions on how to play your game. If you don't feel like teaching me how to play your game, then I don't feel super compelled to learn myself. Why should I put in all the effort? That's just me. Then, Dungeonoid 2 Awakening is an interesting game with an idea I like, but I don't believe it's executed as well as it could be. It, it feels very much so like a first draft that could be something special in a future iteration what it is is breakout arkanoid where you are going down these kind of shmup ish shmup ish levels of horizontal sometimes vertical scrolling levels very very slowly moving and you've got your paddle and a health bar. Three, You can lose three balls with any life. And then you have two continues per level. And you are breaking bricks while also attacking certain enemies. You have a special ability depending on... And you have four characters to choose from with, with their strengths and weaknesses in terms of speed, power, so on and so forth. Very traditional stuff. And you're just going through these levels that are surprisingly long and breaking bricks and attacking enemies and de dealing with some bosses, collecting gold that you can use at a store. And that's, that's it. What makes it weird is that your paddle does not interact with the environment in any way. If you move your paddle over an obstacle that your ball would hit and bounce off of or through an enemy that your ball would hit and bounce off. Your paddle just is, is not on the same plane. It is its own invisible thing, but it'll always interact with the ball. So that feels weird. I can understand why they would do this because... The way levels are, you'd be blocked in many cases, but then I think fine 
be be more creative and interesting with your level design then so that you have to also think about that on a strategic level and just not oh i'm i'm breaking bricks and then the attacking of enemies and all that it 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 just feels like it needed some more time in the oven to really flesh out what they wanted it to do. It, it feels very surface level. But I like the idea and I would like to see what they could do with a sequel. If that ever were to happen. Will it happen? Who knows? But that's Dungeoning, or not Dungeoning, Dungeonoid 2 Awakening. And then Torn Away is a story-driven experience where you play a young girl who is torn away from her home during, I believe, World War II? You're from the Soviet Union. And you're trying to get back home. You. It's a game with the heart in the right place, but it 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 doesn't hit on that emotional level for me because the voice acting is all over the place. Some of it's all right, some of it is robotic, some of it is weird, some of it is weirdly directed in terms of the way lines are delivered and how they're delivered and the speed of delivery. The game itself is trying to do too many things. You have side-scrolling, some 2.5D traditional point-and-click adventure game sections that are okay. You have 2D side-scrolling bits that don't really add anything they don't they don't give themselves a reason to exist why why this different type of gameplay is here I don't, I don't I didn't get anything out of it other than it being very slow and dull and there was a part where I had to be stealthy and avoid guards lights and what I found funny was that in one section the way I avoided a light was to move a box in front of a giant guard tower spotlight because if I walked in front of it if I crawled in front of it, crouched in front of it, it would see me and be like, hey, there's somebody crawling over there. But if a box is moving on its own, that's perfectly normal. Doesn't really make sense. And then there are some first person elements that I, I think they spread the, themselves too thin and try to do too much just to do just to keep things fresh, I guess. But in the end, instead of keeping the experience fresh, I found it to be confusing and it, it didn't work to, to keep me or to engage me in the story and the, the emotional tale they're trying to tell. So, 
That's a shame. That's torn away, and that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. I forgot to turn my fan on, and I'm I'm getting hot in this Metal Gear hoodie. Plus, I need to take a shower. I need to wash this mess of a hair. But that is it. That is all. As always, thank you for... No, no, what am I doing? What am I doing? As always... Not as always. What? Okay. That's it. That's all. I'm losing my mind. Look at that hair flopping out. Ooh. Once again, I am Marcus Jones. There we go. As always, you can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. If you enjoy this hair show and any of this stuff I do and what have you, you can support me and my nonsense over at patreon.com slash PXS. In addition to the Patreon, you can find links to the site, the YouTube, the Discord, and so much more over at pxsausage.com. And yeah, I think that's it for all of the plugging. So, as always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here shorter episode, and I hope you have both a wonderful rest of your day, a lovely rest of your week, and a wonderful weekend. But for now, adios, arrivederci. Bye! It's go time. Go ahead. It's go time. It's go time.